You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, folks, here on Big Blue Views Audio Lineup. I'm Joe DeLeo, joined by Nick Flato and Chris Fum for today's next preview episode for the New York Giants Week 17 matchup with the Chicago Bears. It sounds so strange saying Week 17 and it not being the final week of the season. They're playing the Bears and then wrapping up the season the following weekend against the Washington football team. Game being played this Sunday. Guys, this game is... Um, very odd just in terms of the implications for both of these teams. Uh, both teams are not very good. Both are struggling teams that there are certain and many people on the hot seat in both organizations. Um, at least the Bears, though, on their side of things, they do have some young players that they're looking forward to, particularly Justin Fields, who we don't know for sure if we will have playing in this game. But the thing that makes it so odd is the Giants and the fact that they own the Bears draft pick. And I, I want to just hit on this first because I think we have to address the implications of this game and the oddity of the timing of it, the way that it's playing out. The Giants at 4-11 have the fifth pick currently per tankathon, And the Chicago Bears, conversely, which is now the Giants pick at 5-10, and 10, are at the eighth pick. So that victory against the Seattle Seahawks pushed them down further. So we have to... Consider here the circumstance of if the Giants pull out a win here, that moves back their pick, but moves up the Bears pick. But if the Bears win this football game, they could possibly push outside of the top 10. So I'm just throwing that out there. It's something that's just very strange to think about because the the ownership of these draft picks, it almost makes you wonder where your rooting interest should be in this game. For me, it's the, the fact that the Giants have a shot at the third overall pick if both the Jets and Texans manage to win one of their remaining games and the Giants lose out, that would make losing this game really worthwhile. Because I, I feel like <laughs> having the third pick and then maybe the 11th pick, you know, just to depending on how that clump of teams kind of between 5 and 13 shakes out, that seems to me just to be a little bit more valuable than maybe two picks it close to 10th overall, you know, maybe like the seventh and ninth picks or however that works out. Yeah. Having that third overall pick, you could basically have your pick of everyone in the draft, except for probably Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. And that seems pretty valuable to me. Well, there's the possibility that some stupid team is willing to draft a quarterback that high and you'd have to be crossing your fingers and hoping for that to happen. But I think it's an interesting point that, there's more value in three and 11 compared to seven and eight. If, if things depending on how things work out, because there is that clump of five win teams currently um, in that eight to 10 range. Absolutely, man. We need the, 
we need the Giants. I, mean, I don't want to say we need the Giants to lose this football game. I'm going to be rooting <laughs> for the Giants. I, I, but I do believe that it's so much more valuable. The Giants can have the possibility of getting that third overall pick. And, and Joe is right. Hutchinson and Thibodeau could fall to three. I don't think it's – and there's so much to play out. You have all the all-star events. You have the combine. There's still so much to happen within the pre-draft process. There's a lot of good offensive tackles that the first and second picking teams may want to go and select. So realistically, it's not unreasonable that one of those two edge rushers falls to three. And even if they don't, there's still a lot of other good players in this draft that the Giants can plug and play and significantly upgrade the offense in terms of the right tackle position. I mean, now you have Matt Pear, who tore his ACL last week, which is, you know, very, very unfortunate, hoping for a full recovery. But even a healthy Matt Parrott wasn't someone that I was comfortable with going into next season as the starting right tackle. And that just speaks to the the level of competition on the offensive line right now. And if you want this team to improve, you have to improve that offensive line position and say if the Giants didn't like any of them, other teams might, and then they could possibly trade down from three and require more picks later on in the draft, more kicks at the can. So the higher the draft pick for the New York Giants, the better. And damn Seattle, man. Damn Seattle, dude. <laughs> I'm so upset with that. And it was such an improbable thing to happen. Nick Foles leading that drive and then connecting on a two-point conversion and then the Chicago defense stepping up and stopping Russell Wilson from getting into field goal range. I mean, it's just insane, but you know what? It's the Giants season right now. Everything seems to be going wrong, even the draft picks that could be necessarily higher, but good for the New York Jets. They ended up winning their game, but then they have Seattle's pick and now that pick is worse as well. Yeah, you know, you'd think if Russell really wanted to come to New York and set the Giants up as well as possible for acquiring him, he could have at least gone out and beaten the Bears. I mean, come on. Exactly. That is actually insane to think about that game last week. Neither of the teams playing between Seattle and Chicago had any draft implications available to them in the 2022 draft. That game literally meant nothing in the grand scheme of the 2022 se- the 2021 season and then eventually 2022. It, it didn't matter who won that game. It's just a matter of who benefited more. Was it the, the Jets or the Giants, both New York teams? I, I can't believe the, the absurdity of that. And here we are screaming about uh, a, a pick being slightly moved. But <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you were saying that you're, you're going to be rooting for the Giants, and I think that we should all still have that rooting interest. But for me, we're in this situation now we don't know who's going to be starting a quarterback in this game, but neither option is frankly very good. And neither option, I think, even puts this team in a position to win a football game in these in this final stretch of two games. Mike Glenn right. and Jake Fromm, both are terrible. And frankly, I don't think either of them are capable of anything good. There's nothing positive that comes from them starting. I'm at a point where I know we're going to lose and I just want them to keep losing. I would, yeah, I would agree with you in, in the sense that I want the Giants to win, quote unquote. There's always a part of me in the back of my mind. I think a lot of Giant fans can relate to this, where I'm like, yeah, but let's let's not, you know, let's let's get the like. I know what's best for this team moving forward, and it's getting a higher draft capital, especially with the way this season has gone. But what I'll speak to with the Chicago Bears, I don't think the Giants will win this football game, but I do believe there is a realistic case to where they could and it's nothing to do with the offense Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm it would be about risk mitigation from their front 
It's more so to do with the Giants' defense against another offense that sucks, the Chicago Bears. And we don't even know who's going to be the quarterback, whether that be Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. You know, he has a groin injury. He just got off the COVID list. He had Nick Foles, who won last week. We're not 100% certain who that is going to be right now. But either way, all three of those quarterbacks are prone to making mistakes. And the Giants' defense have shown that they can bait quarterbacks into mistakes. So say they get a defensive touchdown, a couple field goals, the Giants can win this game like, a gross 15 to 13, which would be abysmal, but that could necessarily happen. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't, but it could happen. Yeah, absolutely. The The Bears have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. They still have Allen Robinson. They still have some decent running backs. David Montgomery can get it done, it, but it's just that they're kind of bereft everywhere else. You know, uh, Jimmy Graham ain't what he used to be. Uh, I believe they're getting Jesse James back. He's not what we thought he could have been coming out of coming out of college yet yeah, that's they've got enough to be dangerous and i think it will basically come down to which defense is able to hold up the longest because the bears also i think have the ability to be opportunistic and make the giants pay for any any mistakes they make on offense which we know they're going to make mistakes you know Robert Quinn is having honestly a stupidly good season for a 31 year old defensive end pass rusher. You know, it's second in the league, half a sack behind TJ Watt with 17 sacks. He leads the bears defense in basically all production behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, and he's having his best season since 2013. So he is completely capable of taking over this game, especially against the Giants offensive line in the state it's in with the quarterbacks the Giants have to choose from right now. And, you know, with Jalen Johnson, uh, the those two, both of those safeties, Eddie Jackson and Sean Gibson, that the Bears have out there, they can be very opportunistic. They can take over a game as well. So uh, personally, I'm expecting to see, like you said, Nick, a real ugly 15 to 13, nine to 12 game, lots of running the ball, lots of quarterbacks handing it off. And, you know, it's, it's just not going to be pretty. Was it, was it Chandler Jones who a few years ago, had that, or it was even last season or two seasons ago that had that stupid like three or four sack day against the Giants. Was that Chandler Jones or was that Marcus Golden? Uh, I think that was Chandler Jones. I think so, I think that was his first game back from injury too. Th- this makes me think uh, like all that you just highlighted. I didn't realize how good of a season Robert Quinn was having. I, this kind of smells like a Chandler Jones type day for Robert Quinn going against a really crappy offensive line. The only thing he's really chasing at this point, because there's no playoffs in their in their future at the end of this season, is probably trying to win that that sack title. So I wouldn't be shocked if if he does have a day like that, a multi sack day, like you're talking about, taking over a game. And he frankly probably wouldn't be the first guy that we've seen or first entire defensive line that's dominated this Giants offensive line. Yeah, and I just looked that up real quick. That was uh, two years ago, 2019. Chandler Jones had four sacks, three quarterback hits. Or sorry, three tackles for a loss, four quarterback hits against the Giants, week seven. So yeah, I could I could definitely see Robert Quinn just exploding out and do that. He's already had one three and a half sack game. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and let's not rem- actually let's remember, I guess, because it could realistically <laughs> happen again. I, I don't want to remember it—the Hassan Reddick game, which is uh—that's the other, other one. one. That's yeah, okay. it really sticks out to me. You know, I want to go back and remember the Usi Uminura game against the Philadelphia Eagles in two thousand and seven. You know, those are the types of games that I want to remember—the ones where we have our guys getting six sacks, our guys <laughs> absolutely abusing protection packages. It doesn't matter what is is happening. On the offensive side, they could put a tight end in the chip. They could keep a running back in there. Just pure, sheer willpower and skill is going to defeat your opponent. And that's not something we've seen from the New York Giants in such a long time. And to me, that is depressing, man. I mean, ever since I started covering this team, which this would be my third season, this team has just been absolutely horrendous. And Chris, I know you've been covering this team for, what, eight years now, right? Yep. Uh, going back to November of 2013. There's one winning season and you know what the team was good and everything you know jerry reese poured a bunch of money into free agency and all of those free agents ended up hitting but if we remember back the offense wasn't all that great back then it was a really opportunistic defense that kind of led the giants into that wild card spot where they were embarrassed against the green bay packers and (laughs) i mean you even go back to that green bay packer game man like so many things happened in that playoff matchup to where you're like the giants could have won that football game man. so many drop passes the randall cobb hail mary at the end of the half where it was an obvious push off i don't care what anybody says the giants (laughs) could have realistically won that game and i mean ever since then which seems like forever ago and i remember where i was when i watched it it's it's been nothing but just hope that was extinguished by just dismal absolutely dismal like handling of the franchise yeah that i can't put it any better you know the the first half of that game it looked like the giants were maybe going to have another miracle you know sneaking into the playoffs when eh, they probably shouldn't have eli manning was playing great that first half and then yeah the so many drop passes uh none of the receivers were able to step up uh drc got hurt and Uh, yes once he left the game you know aaron Rodgers was able to do what he is able to do and just pick on a defense that was by that point depleted so uh, going going back and shifting back our focus to this <laughs> this game, which it seems so much nicer to talk about things that aren't this twenty twenty one season. Um, I, I think one thing that we should be watching for and paying attention to is in any game is getting to see anything from some of these young guys that really haven't been getting onto the field too much. Kadarius Tony sounds like he might not play with a shoulder issue that you pointed out to us right when we hopped in here, Chris, to record. Um, but in addition to that, I think we're starting to get some more exposure to Ellerson Smith and some of these other younger guys, Aaron Robinson, uh, Zizo Jolari, we've gotten a lot of exposure to, and he's done pretty well in the, the time that we've seen him so far and getting to see what he can do more in these games is always going to be something that we can focus on and highlight. And I think that that definitely in a, in a game between two decimated rosters with young players 
paying attention to the young talent in the game and see what they do is, is always going to be something to focus on. Yeah, I definitely want to see more of these young pass rushers. And I'll, I'll add Aaron Robinson into that as well at cornerback. But you know, see, Aziz Ojolari, see if he can keep improving. Uh, Quincy Roche, he flashes every time he's on the field. Uh, I, I like seeing Lorenzo Carter finally stepping up. Uh, maybe he'll get a good contract that will turn into a nice uh, compensatory pick. But see, have... Quincy Roche step up, Ellerson Smith, maybe he will get to flash some. That, I think, is what the Giants need going forward because they need these young pass rushers to really step up and be the core of their defense going forward. We're not going to see Dexter Lawrence. He tested positive for COVID today, that being Wednesday. So he is out of the game. So, yeah, the there isn't a whole hell of a lot else other than a lot of these young guys and seeing what they have. Yep. Yep. And that's all we're really looking forward to. And there's like Jalen Smith, for instance, right? Watching the the film, I feel like these linebackers are entirely out of position, right? But you see flashes of, of I guess you could say, potential from Jalen Smith just because he has still, even despite all of his injured injuries from his college days against Ohio State when Taylor Decker hit him after the play, still don't understand why that ended up happening. Terrible, you know, trans terrible transformation into the injury that happened there. But uh, I think Jalen Smith is somebody that the Giants can look at and he could possibly be a depth option. I, I love the play where he chased down Jalen Hurts on a quarterback spy and forced Jalen Hurts to throw an almost interception that was uh, nullified on the Dallas Goddard play. I thought that was an excellent play, for individual effort from Jalen Smith. I think that's how Patrick Graham wants to use someone like Jalen Smith. But when you have him out there on first, second down on these running type of downs, he guesses way too much. He's out of position. He's overly aggressive. And he makes flash plays like that sometimes. You see him on the highlight reels when he shoots a gap aggressively and then sticks somebody because the running back didn't adjust his path. But when you do that and then you don't hit the running back or the running back is able to adjust his path. Now you just put your safety and that alley defender in such a bad position because you're going to have a blocker heading towards him and he has to make that tackle. That's how big rushing plays happen up the middle when linebackers are not in position. So and then you have Tay Crowder. That's another player that, I mean, I've seen enough of Tay Crowder at this point. I think he's a third linebacker. He's not somebody I want starting next to Blake Martinez next season, but we'll see if that ends up happening. And, you know, I, I think the defense is the furthest thing from the problems for the New York Giants right now, but there's still a lot to upgrade, I feel like, and just a lot to also look at because is Quincy Roche going to be a long-term guy here? I think he's definitely earned another season, but if you keep seeing the flashes that we've seen from him, like we did in the Raiders game and throughout basically the last five or six games, you know, that gives you a lot more confidence. So I'm really paying attention specifically to those edges, those linebackers. Jerron Williams is somebody that I'm interested to keep watching because he's out there and he looks like he's in phase. A lot of the times he's not getting beat. He's not getting picked on. He's playing opposite of James Bradbury and opposing teams are actually targeting James Bradbury over him. So that speaks volumes of Jerron Williams. Now let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's give him a little bit more time there, but maybe he's earning a spot as the third outside cornerback behind a Dory Jackson and James Bradbury. So I'm looking at all of those things heading into this week because you know, it's, it's it's a terrible time to be a Giants fan right now, but hopefully they can find some developmental pieces for the next general manager and some of these young players on defense. Yeah, and I, I think one last thing to keep an eye on, speaking of young players, is Justin Fields if he starts. You know, he's been injured. We don't it expected he'll be available, but yeah, you know, right now 
the Bears head coach is coaching for his job. So will he go with the rookie? Will he go with one of the Andy Dalton or Nick Foles? Who knows at this point? But if Fields plays, I'll be interested to see how he does. The conditions in this game are not going to be great. I don't think they're going to be really conducive for a lot of passing. It's going to be cold. The high of the, the high is only going to be 19 degrees. The low is going to be 9 degrees. And there's going to be a 15-mile-an-hour wind. So you know that I don't think is going to lead to a pair of high flying offenses out there. I think it's going to be a whole lot of running the ball, but Justin Fields, if he's healthy, he's a really athletic quarterback. Could we see him maybe do some quarterback keepers, some read option type stuff? I don't know, but it would be interesting to see. And especially since he was picked using the giants, you know, natural 11th overall pick last year. Yeah. I think, Justin Fields with the questions around Daniel Jones. The, these two teams are going to be tied together for a while, kind of like the Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold relationship where, you know, maybe it turns out that neither pick was the right one there. Or, <laughs> you know, we, we'll just have to see, but it, it's something that bears watching. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with that. And I'm actually interested and kind of hope Justin Fields plays for that reason. I, I want to see how good he can do against a Patrick Graham deep. I think Patrick Graham can take advantage of Justin Fields. And we saw last week what Patrick Graham was able to do through the first half against Jalen Hurts. That was an excellent game plan against Jalen Hurts. The Philadelphia Eagles love to run a lot of RPO and the Giants sold out to stop the run portion of that and force Jalen Hurts to throw the football. A lot of people chastise Nick Sirianni for calling a lot of pass plays, but a lot of those are run plays with pass tags. And if the defense allows you to pass more than run, then you pass. Jalen Hurts would oblige an attempt to pass and he didn't have too much success until a little bit later on in the game when he started connecting on those deep passes to Devonta Smith. So I think the game plan to stop Justin Fields and not allow him to use his legs could be a pretty solid one if they employ the same methods they did to stop Jalen Hurts from using his legs, which they did in the second matchup. And a lot of that was they, they would drop and rotate that safety, Xavier McKinney, down from a too high look to a middle of the field close look. And then they would go into the zone read and Xavier McKinney would kind of drop over the top of where Jalen Hurts would run if he were to keep it. And then the Giants would sometimes even slant their defense to stop the run. And then they would put Xavier McKinney down on that area and then if Jalen Hurts kept it which he rarely did and the one time he did was in the red zone an area where they love to keep the football Xavier McKinney was right there to stay square and ride him along the line of scrimmage for a one yard gain if you remember that that was a really good play call by Patrick Graham an excellent execution by Xavier McKinney so McKinney is just a Swiss army knife for Patrick Graham at this point I'm looking forward to seeing if Justin Fields plays how they utilize him and if they utilize him in a similar manner to what they did to Jalen Hurts last week yeah, and that's a, another argument for keeping the Giants pick as high as possible and potentially getting <laughs> Kyle Hamilton to pair with Xavier McKinney. You have a Swiss Army knife don't, and a don't I don't know, Swiss Army machete. Chris, I don't, know. don't tease me with those <laughs> with those ideas. And yeah. if the Giants are in a position to draft Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton and, I, and I'm going to say this repeatedly throughout the, the draft process, if they don't pick him, I'm going to be so upset. But could you imagine putting those two together? That would be nuts. Oh, that, that would be great. But then again... Yeah. This is kind of where we've been the last couple of years, hasn't it? 
honestly though, like Joe, you might be the only person who's a Giants fan who who may feel that way. And I like Kyle Hamilton. I think Kyle Hamilton yeah. is sensational. But when you look at the Giants roster, using a, a top ten pick right. on a safety is not the the yeah. ideal move to to fixing this team. As much as I, I think it's more of a luxury than anything else, and that's no slight on Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. who's just incredible. My, my only counter argument to that, and I agree that it's not the biggest need right now. And there are a lot of holes that need duct tape at the moment or serious fixes. <laughs> I would just, my only argument is that Kyle Hamilton's not necessarily a safety. He's a multidimensional defensive weapon if he's used properly. And I would, you know, I feel like Patrick Graham's the right guy to put in charge of him, but knowing the giants are probably not going to pick him because they're going to focus on addressing offensive line. And then, Maybe depending on which edge players available, one of those guys. Is it 2020 all over again? Is this another Isaiah Simmons debate? Probably, and it's probably going to turn into that, and then they're not going to even take him, and then uh, that player is going to go on to turn into a very high impact player for what. It's also the Micah Parsons debate as well, because yeah. Parsons less of a safety, more of an edge rusher, but still a a tweener guy that's really good. And then everyone's like, "Is he really that good?" And then he ends up being really good, and then we're, everyone's sitting there shaking or scratching their head wondering why he wasn't selected but i don't know um that's that just to keep going on this tangent just a little bit that's my yeah. fear is that kyle hamilton winds up being another micah parsons where you, like, you look at the tape he's obviously good and then you don't take him because reasons yeah there, there's a a lot of good offensive linemen in this draft what I know for a fact is going to happen, I'm guaranteeing it right now. I don't know off the top of my head because it closed the tab of where the Eagles are picking, but just based on how things have typically worked out, uh, he's probably going to end up being a Philadelphia Eagle, just you know, based on the Giants' luck with trying to get these really athletic, highly talented players. They don't end up going for them, and then you know, an, an in-division rival ends up grabbing that player, and then we get to see them twice a season for the next 10 years. That's probably what's going to actually happen. Yeah, that never happens to the Giants. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> all right, folks. I think that's a good note to wrap us up on. Uh, Giants for the Bears this Sunday should be interesting and a lot of draft implications on the line. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date and we will talk to you soon. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.